Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These are the Casey Tapes. You, man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Casey, the longest running rock station in the country. Welcome to Casey Tapes. John, you live along with... Favaz. The mighty Favaz. Hi. How you doing, man? Good. All right. Uh, here's an interview that I just recently did with Richie Fure. For people who don't know who Richie Fure is. Tell us about him, John. Richie Fure was one of the original members in the band Buffalo Springfield ah. with Stephen Stills and Neil Young. And uh, they were they were huge back in the 70s, 60s, late 60s. And then uh, he got a little tired of that situation and decided to start a band called Poco with Jim Messina. Hmm. And they had a tremendous run together. And then he left that, and uh, he's been doing his own stuff for quite some time. He's been some other bands as well. Souther, Souther Hillman Fure. They I remember a, that one. They have a Casey yes. classic, too. So anyway, he was in the, in the ground, on the ground floor of two really, really well-known bands that had a lot of success. So he has a new country album coming out. It's a cover of country songs. Now, what? Yeah. Now we're not going to play any of that stuff. And did on the you radio. did you uh, did you say to him those who can can and those who can't do country? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. But he um, he's pretty proud of his album. So I didn't think that'd go over too well. So uh, well, what does it matter, John? Come on, it shouldn't matter, right? I should just get in his face and just let him have it. No, of course. And, and Richie's a great guy and uh, a fun-loving guy and a guy who's willing to talk about his past. Some are like, oh, I'm on to my new stuff. I don't care about the past, but Richie Fury right, is yeah, not some like are. that. Yeah. So uh, here is that interview, and and uh, during the interview, of course, he'll tell you how to get his new uh, cover of country classics uh, if you're interested in that thing, and uh, and we go from there. So let's start the interview with Richie Fure. Hey, this is Richie Fure calling for John Hewlett. Hi, this is John. How are you doing, Richie? Hey, good, John. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Been playing your music <laughs> here at KC95 for, I've been here 46 years and just loved uh, loved <laughs> all the years that you've provided tremendous music to to our, oh. our listenership here at KC in St. Louis. Oh, thank you so much, man. Very special station to our hearts. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. So you remember the radio station from back in the oh. day? Oh, absolutely. I did in the riverboat festivals and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think he's talking about the uh, uh, Mississippi River Music Festival. Could he be talking about I don't about know. That? I don't know what he's referring to there. Hmm. Maybe he's just BSing you, John. <laughs> <laughs> he's just being kind, yes, yes. Around from uh, 1967 to now, we're the oldest running FM rock station in America. Is but, that right? Congratulations. That's yeah, awesome. <laughs> yes, well, thank you. Thank you. Well, I understand you have a, an album out, first one in seven years, and you're doing uh, covers of some of your favorite country songs, right? Yeah, kind of a unique uh, opportunity. Val Gray, who produced my I Still Have Dreams record back in 1979, <clears throat> came to me when I was doing a benefit for autism in Los Angeles a couple years ago. And he said, hey, how'd you like to make another record with me? And I said, well, yeah, man, I'd like to. What do you have in mind? And he said, well, how about 
country covers or country hits, I think he said, iconic country songs. And I wasn't sure what he was talking about. I don't know if that's been done before or not. Well, you see, John, this would have been the perfect time for you to say, those who can, can, Richie. (laughs) Those who can't do country. What do you say to that? Come on. I was not going to say that to him. But but, uh, one thought that does occur, occur to me is it is hasn't this done been done before but i oh, guess it's, it's not well i don't know but do you do you remember yeah. when uh joe when, you know we had joe perry on the case you tapes and i said that to him yeah yeah and he he laughed and he paused yeah. and put his wife on the phone <laughs> <laughs> talking yeah. about steven tyler <laughs> right right <laughs> and um so we made a list and, well he's uh, and he's covering songs by Garth Brooks, and well, there's one song that he covers that is not a country song. It's that uh, Walking in Memphis song. By, oh, uh, Marcone. Marcone. I just yeah. played that the other day. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Oh, that's a good yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Um, he and his uh, musical uh, partner um, in production out there and myself, we made lists. And when Val's first song was the first song on my list and on his list, then I knew we were onto something. It was John Barry's Your Love Amazes Me. And so... Mm-hmm. Both of us put that song as number one, and uh, so and we went from there and did fourteen songs in four days. Uh, Twelve of them made the, uh, I mean, are, are on the record, and then there's two that I, I'm not really understanding the the bonus track stuff because it seems to me that they should have the bonus tracks should have been on the digital or on the. And I'll CD. agree with that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. CD as well, but I mean, I understand maybe not being on the record, and I can call it record because it is a, a, a vinyl as well. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I think those songs should have been on the from from my own personal from my viewpoint. You know, they should have been on the the CD. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know what? We cut these songs, and uh, man, I, I I tell you, I just really had such a good time. Uh, these were all songs that uh, that had really meant something to me. Pretty much, there were a couple, you know, that, that Val picked. That mm-hmm. you know, I said, well, okay, let's go ahead. And I mean, I like the song, but you know, I wasn't really that attached to it. But let's give it a shot. And um, this is what we turned out with, man. These uh, these songs that are that are on the album right now, and I'm really happy. I think we did a great job. I'm, I I, I am saying that humbly and sincerely. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, and it's called In the Country. So Vince Gill's on the album with you, John Barry, uh-huh. uh, Jason Sheff of Chicago, and Timothy mm-hmm. B. Schmidt of, uh, of yep. formerly of Poco, the band you were in. And, Pretty good uh, list there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good list. Yeah, and, uh, and the Eagles. Uh, Mark Cohen. <clears throat> excuse me. There's an interesting one because when I presented Walking in Memphis, which we did, um, Val said, well, you know, man, I really like this song. I'd like to find a place for you. It's not really a country song. No. But um, so we tried to, what we did was, you know, Mark's version, I mean, he's a piano player, and it's such a piano-driven song. We said, let's just try and make it, you know, take that little hook and make it and do it with guitars and see how it sounds, and that's what we came up with. Yeah. I saw a little video of them doing it, and it, they, yeah. they pull it off. It sounds good. I think that's why I played Walking in Memphis, because of Richie Fure's album, and I had mentioned that, and then I played oh. the original version of Mark Cohn. Oh, very yeah. nice. Yeah. Very nice of you, Mr. Yes, I, I thought it was very nice of me. <laughs> Timothy has been, I mean, we've been friends forever, and he's always, you know, if I ever ask him, hey, man, you want to sing on a project? about Timothy B. Schmidt now. Yeah. That I'm doing. He's always there, always gives it his all. And we had actually thought about having J.D. Souther uh, do the uh, the harmony on uh, Lonesome Town. Mm-hmm. And when J.D. wasn't really available in our time frame, but actually... <laughs> J.D. Souther, who helped write a lot of songs mm-hmm. that the Eagles had for, yes, for hits, did. and uh, Jackson Brown, J.D. Souther, well-known in the rock community. It was a long 
long time frame. Um, you know, Timothy said, let, let's, let, let me call Vince. Let me see if he would do it. And he called him, and Vince was hopped on board right Vince away. Vince Gill, now with the Eagles, mm-hmm. formerly a pure Prairie League. Yes. And had his own long, successful country He's in the career. Country Music Hall of Fame. Yeah, he is. He's a big-time player. Yeah. And so I was thrilled for that. I mean, I've known Vince not well, but I've known him over the years, and to have him on one of my projects, man, just is really very, very touching. And then to have John Barry sing a verse. And I'm not act- familiar with John Barry. That's Me because he's a big country guy. Yeah. Actually, we were in Nashville uh, just uh, a couple nights ago, and John, uh, just before he left on his tour, he had his bus parked outside the city winery. He came in, sang the song. Came in drunk. No, maybe not. <laughs> and then hopped on the, hopped on the bus and headed off to do a tour. <laughs> Speaking with Richie Fure, uh, Richie has a, a album out. It's a country album called In the Country. It's a cover of country classics, and he's got some great people on in the album with him. So be sure to check that out. Uh, also, Richie, of course, we can't speak to you without talking about your history and, and the uh, years you spent with Buffalo Springfield and helped put that band together. Here we go. Here we go. Finally, to the meat and potatoes <laughs> of of that particular time in your life. Well, it was exciting, and it was exciting in the fact that, you know, back in the day, there was so many different kinds of music that was being played and accepted. We didn't have to, you know, be somebody that sounded like anybody else. And, and I think that's one of the things that when I look at Buffalo Springfield, you know, we could play all the genre of music because mm-hmm. in those three albums that we did, I mean, there's everything from Latin to country to rock and roll to just regular, you know, uh, just regular songs. Um, and so it, it, it was really fun. I tell you what, meeting and playing with Stephen and Neil, and later on with uh, with Jimmy and and Rusty and and Paul Cotton and and guys, you know, I'm t- talking about guitar players yeah. right now. I mean, it was. I mean, it's just really been a great journey, man. Yeah. And unfortunately, we just recently lost Rusty Young and, and Paul, Paul Cotton within a, mm-hmm. like of a month of each other. It's so yeah. sad. Yeah. It was very shocking, right? Now, when you left Buffalo Springfield and you decided to form the band Poco with Jim Messina, mm-hmm. what brought that about? And uh, what are your thoughts about being in another band that you helped establish that became iconic? <laughs> Well, I am a pioneer, I guess, but, uh, uh, you know, in Buffalo Springfield, you know, listen, there were nine people in and out of the Springfield in in two-year period of time, Mm -hmm. and Jimmy was our last bass player. Jimmy and I struck up a a really close friendship. I I said in my heart, I said, as long as Steven's in the band, I'll stay in the band. When Steven decides he's gone, then, you know, we'll be off onto something else, and it was during a Beach Boy tour that we just kind of figured uh, Jimmy was our bass player then, and we figured it was about over. And Jimmy and I said, hey, look, let's just pick up the pieces and let's just do something. Let's just continue. Let's do this country, try and put some country music and, and rock and roll music together and see if we can help bridge that gap. And mm-hmm. and so that's that's what we did. Yeah, and the first album was called Picking Up the Pieces. And that's, it was. That's, <laughs> and that's why, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, of, of all those uh, Poco songs that you were involved mm-hmm. in, what's your favorite? What do you think oh. he's going to say? Oh, I have no idea. God, there's so many good ones. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, boy. You know, I would probably have to say good feeling to know. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Yeah. Well, you should have. Too bad. All right. Good feeling to know. Hey, he said it. No, (laughs) No, too late. Can't get the prize. And the prize was a $10,000 bond. Oh, man. I'm pissed. I think it's the song that, you know, people think of me. Probably the only one he remembers. (laughs) 
Poco, you know. I mean, it, my my time in, with Poco, I think they're good. I remember deal. picking up the pieces. That's a Casey classic, too, that title track that from is. that first album. Yeah, yeah, it's good. To, um, you know, they they were certainly countrified at times, you know, bluegrass. And mm-hmm. we played them here on Casey 95. It didn't matter back then. Like he said, not only did they have a wide variety of music just within that band, but that's the way the radio station was, too. Is, was, was he on the album, the Poco album, Legend? No. No, he was not. No, okay. he was not there. Because I play that on the seventh day. That is a, that's a really good record too. Yeah, you unless know? you know what? Now I'm trying to think because he did. He and Jim Messina came back for one album right before they they kind of Poco kind of lost any uh, record contracts. It might have been Legend. Enough to check. on I'm going to see. Yeah, double check on that for me. Yeah, and Poco was another one of those bands too that could do anything. You know, from from very straight yeah, ahead, absolutely pop to, to country to to uh, to bluegrass. Yep, yeah. I mean the vision was certainly to cross country music and rock and roll music. But you know, when we brought Rusty in, he separated he separated everything uh, separated Poco from every other. Um, rock and roll band in Los Angeles. We could have been another three-guitar band, you know, mm-hmm. but because of our vision of what we wanted to do and him playing steel guitar and being such a creative, um, you know, instrumentalist, um, you know, we were we were able to do a lot of things. I mean, how many people... It's cool to hear him give props to, Absolutely. Uh, to uh, uh, Rusty. Rusty, Rusty Young like that, because Rusty Young was... And, just a, and a great vocalist too. Rusty mm-hmm. could sing. All of them could sing in yep. that band. Yeah, we're gonna say. About and uh, uh, he he was not part of that record at no. all. It was they, Paul Cotton and Rusty Young. They were the ones main guys. A legend. But yes. they did come back together, uh, Richie Furey and Jim Messina, on an album right maybe after that one. If you oh, can really? check, yeah, as we as we go along here. Okay. Yeah. They were running a steel guitar through a Leslie cabinet, making it sound like an organ. Mm. You know, I mean, so it was kind of fun just watching him do his thing. But um, you know, that that was the whole genesis of the band. You know, we want to cross the rock and roll world with the country world. That's why picking up the pieces said, "Hey, you guys, we're you, we're really just a lot like you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're speaking with uh, Richie Furey back in the Poco days. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, you had you had this this group also that could do uh, a, a lot musically. When it came to musicianship, I don't know if you had uh, your pick of the litter or what, but you guys also were excellent musicians. Was that a criteria or was it just friendship? Uh, it basically started with, can you play your instrument, and then let's go from there and see oh. how it fits. Because uh, I was blessed uh, with having such fantastic. Um, you know, uh, musicians. I mean, they are yeah. all, man. I mean, from from George Grantham, the drummer, to, uh, you know, Rusty and Paul and, and the bass players. Obviously, man, the Eagles took two of my bass players, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, with, uh, he, yeah. he came back on Inamorata in Inamorata. 1984. Okay. Just because he says he, he played some, he did some vocals on that record. Uh, and then Legacy... Yeah, Legacy. Him and Jim Messina came back on Legacy. Yeah, they yes, had a hit and on there. There they are. Yeah, and they and the, the hit on there was "Can't Find Love." I think it is or can't. Uh, 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 well, Jim Messina played guitar on "Follow Your Dreams," "Loving You Every Minute," and "Look Within." Richie Fure, where when it all began, if it, if it wasn't for you, that's what it hmm. says right there. Hmm. So okay, 
Well, they came back. That was hey, Billy Payne played keyboards on that record. Billy Payne's everywhere, man. <laughs> He's amazing. Chief Furey and Richie has a new album out. It's called In the Country. His first studio album in seven years, and it has twelve songs on it. And he features guest appearances on the album with Vince Gill, John Barry, Jason Sheff of Chicago, and Timothy B. Schmidt. I think the hit was called Must Be Love. No, damn it, I can't I think of the top of my head. It's available right now. How can they get it, Richie? They can get it just about. Anywhere where records are sold, and they can get it online. They can get it at RichieFure.com. They can get it at Amazon. They can get it just wherever wherever people get their music today. And to tell you the truth, I'm I'm out of touch with how so much of it is done today with all the digital things. But um, it'll be available in whatever format you know people are used to doing. And Richie, your voice sounds fantastic still to this day. Thanks. Yep. Thanks. I really appreciate that, John. It was a fun project to do. I know it's Val. And that's true. I didn't just say that because I was talking to him. Rusty sounds great when he's singing. Yeah. You mean Rusty or Richie? Richie, I'm sorry. So he was also on the record The Last Roundup in 2004. He had vocals on Magnolia and guitar on Hoedown, Slowpoke. Mm. And, um, wow. I mean, it's just, you know, he's been around. For sure. Yeah, Legacy, you sure didn't have, what was the track listing? Call It Love. Call It Love was the hit off of that. Off that. And uh, you'll know it if you if you heard it. And Jim Messina does the guitar solo in there. It was a really great really? electric guitar solo. And Rusty, uh, Rusty and Richie Fure uh, is, is on a very high acoustic guitar going ding, 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 mm-hmm. ding, 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 throughout the entire song. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a really good tune. And it was their... their Shangri-La, their, their, their final uh, Poco success. Hurrah. Yeah, their final success for Poco. I, I, the two records that I've done with him, I have been able to sing the songs live while the tracks were going down. Mm. And it gives so much more, I think, emotion to the songs. And, I mean, they, some, of the, some of the, I mean, they were tweaked. Though I'm, yeah. You know, I'm not sure. singing perfect. But, but the emotion is there. And, and so it really, I think, gave, gave the, songs, uh, the songs in the album just a lot more dynamics, too, because I'm singing right as the tracks are going down. So it was cool. Did, yeah. you, did you insist on that? No, but that's how I've always wanted to record, uh-huh. but I've only been able to really get it done for some reason with Val, with the two records I've done with Val. All the other records I've had to like do the tracks and go like everybody else and go in and overdub the vocals, but uh, I only had to over... I, I sang over two songs, I think th- maybe two and a half songs on this album. Richie, in those moments when you're alone and you're thinking about your life and what you contributed to the music world, what, what are the thoughts that come into your, into your mind? Deep question. I'm so impressed by you. God. <laughs> you know, as I, as I look back, it's been just quite a journey. Yeah. And, and I think, man, from a little kid that left Yellow Springs, Ohio, to be a, just to be a folk um, you know, musician in New York City, to think where everything is led, sometimes, man, I have to, like, stop and say, wow. Yeah. You know, this is pretty darn cool, man. I really appreciate it, and thank you, Lord, for giving me the life and the family and the all that, uh, that I've got, man, the talent, and, and yeah. just being able to still do it today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, that's Richie Fure. Uh, Richie, thank you again, and uh, here at KC95, you're a living legend, man. Uh, John, thank you so much, man. Hope to see you guys one of these days. All righty. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 yeah, are you going to oh, tour? Yeah. Are you going to tour? I'm, you know, it's going to be at my discretion because at my age and the level that I that I do travel at, you know, I just it's it's when I can and where I can, 
And so, uh, but I am, I love to get out and see that. I just came from Nashville where we had a a record release party, and then I was up in New Jersey at SOPAC. And and so I get out and play, but it'll be, you know, when I can and where I can. (laughs) Well, when you come to St. Louis, you will get good response. You will will sell a lot of tickets for your show. I hope you'll look into that and come here because there are a lot of great venues for uh, an artist like you right now. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. I want to get there. Okay. Let everybody know I want to get there. Let's let's make it happen. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. See you, John. Bye-bye. All right. Bye, Richie. Richie's 78 years old, so when he talks about his age, wow, he's, he's up there. Getting close to 80. Yeah. But uh, he's healthy, and he, yeah, good. and he sounds good, so I can't imagine why he wouldn't. And maybe he's recently been, not too long ago, at the Wildy Theater. I think he might have been. I know he used to go down to the Wild Springs Lodge down there in, mm-hmm. in Stanton, Missouri, mm-hmm. and, and play from time to time. So. so anyway, and he's living in Nashville, I guess now. So he's not too far away. No, he's uh, just a yeah. few hour drive. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, there you have Richie Fure of Buffalo Springfield of Poco and now with this new record out. And I'm John Hewlett. You can follow me on Twitter at STLU Man on Instagram. I'm Johnny Hewlett. Hey, I'm Favaz. See ya. Bye. AMF. I thought you're going to give your socials. No, not this time. Oh, that's just, this time. Uh, <laughs> I said them for every other time. Okay. <laughs> every other time. <laughs> The Casey Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of Casey, go to Casey95.com or the Casey mobile app.